0: New from Kenner Welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm Victoria of Victoria's Cantina and the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and it is here that we celebrate the legacy of Hasbro's Star Wars, the Vintage Collection line. All right, so it's the first episode of 2021, Chris, my friend, how are you doing?
1: i'm doing very well i'm looking forward to talking some vintage collection today i'm in a good mood for vintage collection
0: awesome awesome yeah anytime we can talk the vintage collection it's always a great time and uh yeah so it's been a a couple months since we've spoken about anything uh tvc related at least on the show um outside of the show we've chatted a little bit about uh, current events and such uh so yeah so this week this week um hasbro held their uh, periodic Q&A. They do these every, I don't know if they're like quarterly, it kind of feels like, um, or at least they have been for the last um, the last six to nine months, I guess. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're very gracious, of course, to participated once again in uh, this chat with uh, Patrick and Eric from Hasbro. I know that you shared your round of uh, questions and answers on Skull, and uh, I published mine to YouTube, so. Yep. Um yeah, it's always interesting. Uh, I always tell people, you know don't don't uh expect to hear you know miracles out of these. Don't expect to hear any any announcements out of these. These are basically to clarify details um to uh to go over you know the specific logic that they may have had that we weren't aware of. And if you go into it, you know, kind of just expecting that, then. You know i think uh, you know low expectations are key when you go into these q and a's
1: yes uh, the, the the days of the old uh, daryl de priest uh, q a's where we'd actually get nuggets um those are long gone and it's understandable um you know with everything that's going on with you know with, with disney and everything where they kind of keep a tighter rein on things so you know as you said we just go into these knowing that maybe we can get a little sharper picture on some of the statements that were made during the uh, the fan first Friday or any of the live streams for that matter
0: yeah for sure and at that point I think they were doing those weekly weren't they uh, like about ten years ago
1: they uh, I, I know for certain week. they were doing doing them monthly Okay. Um, uh, it might have been weekly but uh, kind of what happened is a uh, a lot of fan sites sprung up to join the <laughs> join in the fun <laughs> so it became a little overwhelming
0: yeah yeah i could totally see that good times though uh you know just absolutely i remember like whenever they would have them sitting down and you know like have my lunch and stuff during break or whatever and just you know being really excited to to read those um yeah good stuff so should we talk a little bit about um what they told us because i know that our questions are very uh tvc focused right so um yeah so let's go into a little bit about what we got from them because you know we always go we always prepare questions that are that are timely uh, regarding anything currently going on with the vintage collection at retail or um, in store, it, well, retail <laughs> um, uh, distribution, things like that, uh, recent announcements. So, um, what was the thing that you asked them that you felt was pretty important regarding the vintage collection line?
1: So, the 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 uh, one question that I thought was uh, productive, really, particularly product- productive. Um, was the question about Walmart um, because I th- I thought Patrick did a great job of addressing the elephants in the room uh, during the for uh, fan first Friday I thought he did a great job with that preface to really address the the big issues that everybody knows is out there specifically with what a nightmare the uh, Walmart pre-order was for the incinerator trooper and the din jar with child uh-huh. so he, adre- he addressed those but I got the impression that from Hasbro's perspective the woes ended there with the with the pre-ordering process and as you well know um, from your well-documented uh, retro collection Hoth um, <laughs> the, the the problems don't end at that pre-order process It's not just getting them to to, to take the payment and actually send you the product right. uh, The product comes in some pretty distressed states um, So I thought it was good that Patrick was very receptive to hearing this message and uh, committed that it's not going to be just lip service to to uh, addressing that issue. Um, and it's kind of funny, but and it, obviously this isn't res- in response to that. But the last round of incinerator troopers that people have been getting have actually been boxed. Uh, and the box is roughly the right size. No more of the short ways folding so you can, you know, to cram a figure into a box that could have fit the long ways, which we've heard several times. No
0: more hard shell um, tortillas? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, with, that, with that, that Leia, um, that's still <laughs> it's still unbelievable that that somebody. I mean, that's in, in the question. I said it bores on willful damage. To me, that was willfully damaging your card
0: sure. just to get
1: it in, into the box. This isn't not something that was necessary. If it ships, um, if it. i think you had it right the first time if we need to ship it we'll make it fit one way or another that's true
0: your pre-order doesn't get (laughs) cancelled
1: so um they're coming in boxes so i think right steps are being made and uh i feel good that you know it's never going to be perfect we understand this you know there's too many pieces involved but i i feel good that it might get a little start getting a little bit better
0: yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, some of the ones that I, uh, the more recent orders that of mine that didn't get canceled, uh, you know, this is going back a few weeks already. They were shipping in, in boxes with bubbles and uh, bubble pillows or whatever you call them. Uh, and they looked really good. They arrived really well, you know, uh, even when they put like two in a box, they, they, were, they were arriving really nicely. Um, so I know I have another when they went back up was it like a week ago or so I, I did order two more um incinerator troopers, so I'm waiting for those to show up and we'll see how those arrive but um uh yeah no i I totally agree with what you're saying uh that these are important things i mean receiving the actual package is is a huge deal if you never get your package then you know that's that's obviously a problem, but once you actually get it, the condition in which they arrive when when like you told um patrick during your your q and a um, the packaging is part of the experience for the vintage collection, and if it doesn't arrive in, in great shape and pristine shape, uh, then it really kind of defeats the purpose to an extent. Um, so, yeah, I am glad as well that they are receptive to that feedback. And um, you, you, I, I thought it was interesting, too, like you're saying, during the Q&A or during the uh, Fan Force Friday, that was kind of the first thing that they said, you know, pre-orders have been difficult and, you know, we feel your pain, basically, and, you know, we're working on it. So... Uh, you know good to see they're at least working on it And I think what Patrick said about them not uh, putting pre-orders for the the most recent reveals um, You know certainly indicates that they're working on the issue I don't know what the result of that will be to not have the pre-orders, but it does show that they are You know at least pursuing it
1: right and and the other thing too, um Why I was encouraged uh, you, you when specifically responding to my to my question Patrick said um, that they won't say that the packaging isn't important they're not going to take that approach i kind of feel in the past hasbro has said the product is the thing inside the box not the box i feel i feel like that's been the messaging in the past past mm-hmm. and patrick is acknowledging that no the product encompasses the packaging too for not just the vintage collection but he also said the um the black series especially some of the expressions the the 40th uh anniversary and the uh the phantom menace card backs but now that You know, I don't collect them, but I have to admit the the Black Series packaging is pretty nice looking now. So it's something that's not the the boring box uh, anymore. So I could see collecting that packaging, too. And they're considering that all part of the product now, which is great.
0: Yeah, it is great, especially they're taking a more adult-oriented approach to, you know, collector-oriented approach to um, the way that they're marketing this stuff. And they clearly are. And, you know, from... What they said in that press release earlier in the week it kind of sounds like they they're acknowledging to some extent that you know maybe adults that are mostly buying this stuff um which you know that's always my observation when i go to the toy aisle i never really see kids looking for action figures it's usually grown-ups so Uh,
1: i same here um the action figure aisle is almost always adults that i see i'm always happy when i do see a, a child in yeah. there especially when they're <laughs> excited about you know grogu or something like that that's yeah. what i really like
0: yeah totally and and i feel like an ex to probably a, a good degree they've always known that the packaging has been important for vintage because they've always charged a premium to it um you know going back to 2004 the vOTC the vintage the saga collection you know they always put those in clamshells they always charged more than they were for any other products that were on the pegs at the those at those points action figures um and you know they probably in the past i assume may have said oh it's not you know you're, you're paying for the, the figure not the packaging because well you know that kind of saves them face a little bit but um now that they're actually acknowledging it i think that's that's a huge step so i'm really happy about that as well
1: and, and it's good business for them too right because you know, there's two ways you could grow the you know the, the customer base. You can grow it vertically by getting new customers, or you can grow it horizontally by getting your existing customers to buy more. Mm-hmm. And I I'm pretty sure everybody falls into at least with the vintage collection, one to open, one to keep carded. Yeah. So you're instantly doubling you know you, you, the 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 purchases right there with the the good packaging. Yeah. Um. I, I know I didn't. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to say because of you know with Bantha Skull trying to maintain some sort of um, historical archive, we do need to keep packaging samples so i do have them from the black series uh but if i was just collecting on my own merits i would not be keeping package samples of the black series three and three quarter inch figures because it just it's not inspiring
0: yeah yeah for sure and uh you know i know a lot of a lot of people were, were doing them like when they were just the red and black boxes but i feel like when i've when i scroll through instagram i'm seeing a lot more of people creating those dioramas with the with the you know the mural i guess i would call it with the uh uh, the images of the characters that kind of build out to like a certain uh, like a little certain uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what you would what you'd call it but they kind of make a little scene when you combine them together um, right so you know a few more people seem to be doing that um, so uh, yeah. yeah that's that's cool and uh, for it for you is, is it always one to open one to keep packaged or I mean for me I feel like that's generally the rule but like if if there's something that the figure needs to interact with, like a vehicle or a little scene or something, I usually buy like a third one for that.
1: Um, um so I have to go into a confessional. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's never one to keep open, keep one to keep package. Um, if I can, if I can, it's 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 kind of the. Um, the the, the uh, Saturday Night Live joke they did with the Force Awakens skit where they were doing the toy commercial and it was all adults, mm-hmm. and w- one of them said, you know, one one to open, one to keep package, and one just in case. That's <laughs> like my <laughs> that's my bare minimum. Uh, usually for openers, you know, depending on what it is, if it's a core character, I'm going for maybe five openers because uh, uh-huh. you know I want to set up the different dioramas, so uh, I can have multiple openers. Uh, and if I can, I do like to have a spare backup carded sample can't always do that but if i can i I like to have that again and that's partly because of that's not necessarily me as a collector it's partly because of bantha skull i always want to make sure i have that reference to go back to if i need it Uh so i like to i like to have a backup so i'm very thrilled that the armor came back into stock on hasbro pulse because i only had one carded sample of that so now i have two Um, Uh i could i can relax
0: nice yeah i saw that too yesterday on pulse they put the pre-orders back up for the latest um wave uh for shipping in july which is really cool um you know obviously i think they're seeing the demand and you know they're not just letting them go you know they're at least to some extent hopefully they're gonna make a push to get them back out there so, especially you know right. when these waves are so spread apart you know and so infrequent it's it's nice to see that
1: and and, and you, i think it was you that made the point that you know if they produce the stuff that the fans want there's like with that Ahsoka that just came out, it, the appetite is tremendous. If they produce what the fans want, yeah. it's the, the vintage collection always trips when they kind of dictate what what the vintage collection is going to be. Mm-hmm. As with the twenty eighteen launch wave, but when they produce what's in demand, it never seems to have a problem.
0: Yeah, anything Ahsoka or anything Boba Fett doesn't matter what it is. It can be those mission series, any anything. It's it's going to sell, like no question. Um, yeah, but no, I yeah yeah it's it's usually one one to open one to keep carded for me but uh if i had room you know i'd probably buy more but um you know i collect other lines too and uh you know army builders you know don't even get me started there because then i'll have to you know depending on what it is you know there's always going to be more than a few lying around so i hear you and uh your sins are cleansed go in peace <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs>
0: Um, So, yeah, uh, one thing they said to me that I thought was (laughs) was important was, uh, you know, we're talking about figures that they uh, that they bring back. I know this is always a conversation that, uh, you know, collectors have, you know, why why are they resurrecting the sculpt from 10 plus years ago? And, you know, they could easily do one that's more aligned with the current um, standards in the vintage collection and uh, you know this in this case it was the princess Leia indoor that uh, they announced right. recently and um it's not a terrible figure it's it's just not it's not one that's really it's not updated you know obviously it's, it's 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 2007 i think was was that one and you know she's got a wide stance and it kind of feels like maybe they did that for the speeder bike yet she doesn't have wrists right. which kind of would make it easier to get her on the speeder bike so uh, I know they changed the head. I don't know if they did anything with the soft goods on that one.
1: They they did. They said it's a more accurate pattern on the soft goods. Oh, the
0: pattern. Okay, but it's still the bulky like flying squirrel style. Yeah, it thing. looks looks that way. Yeah. So, um, and, and it always kills me when they do this. And they they've just released released a black series, um, you know, counterpart of the same figure that they you know. I know they're different. I know the articulation is a little bit different and. There's some engineering um, feats that need to be accomplished before they can scale it down um, to three and three quarter. But I mean, they've done it before and it looks like it's she uses the head of the six inch one. So, I mean, they can clearly do it if they have the uh, the resources or budget or desire to do it. Um, right. And, um, you know, I brought up Revan. I know Revan we talk about every now and then, you know, it's, it's not that we didn't want Revan. We didn't want that Revan. Um you know you, you just released a black series that was really cool uh we would have preferred that um so uh i think a lot of people get confused with when they say when they give us these kinds of answers like you know if, if it wasn't for walmart you know that version of that figure wouldn't have even come out and um just to kind of clarify that uh, so my understanding chris and correct me if i'm wrong is that if they have a, a let's let's say a budget, a fiscal year budget for vintage collection that encompasses, for example, let's say uh, 30 figures. 15 of those are brand new sculpts and 15 of those are repacks or retools. Um, yes. Anything that they say, well, if it wasn't for Walmart, it wouldn't exist, kind of encompasses things that are outside of those 30 figures. Is that your understanding as well? That
1: That's my understanding. Um, they have a budget. They have X amount of dollars towards new tooling. Uh, they have x amount of dollars towards partial tooling the recent rogue, rogue one vader would be that that's a that's partial tooling uh, and then they have x amount of dollars for pack refreshes um, and you say you might say well wait a minute why do why is their dollars have to be budgeted for pack refreshes you still have to design the card. It still has to go through the approval process if it wasn't previously on Vintage Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there, there, there is concerns there. So they have that budget. The budget is what it is. And as Patrick said, if you want to, you know, put new tooling dollars towards that layout, Because even if they took the design and minimized it, they still have to make the steel tooling, which is still the big that's the big you know ticket item for the for the for the budget is creating the steel tooling uh-huh. so they, they they could they could save some money on the design aspect by by minimizing the uh, the six inch uh, design because I believe they're all digital now so that can be done but the steel tooling the physical steel tooling still has to be created which is you know with a decent uh, cost to it um, there's some um, you know there's some uh, videos out there that they go into that and I think it could be upwards of a hundred thousand dollars but that's just speculative. That's not a uh-huh. direct quote. So, so you, you, they still have to invest that cost, and those dollars are, are are finite. So, unfortunately, and I hate this answer, I do, but I get it. You know, if you want to put new tooling dollars towards that layout on the board, something else has to come off because the budget's fixed. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the way that's the way businesses run. You give a department a budget and say, okay, you know, do what you can with this budget uh, type of thing. So, uh-huh. I understand that. I don't like the answer, but, <laughs> but I do right. understand it.
0: Right. I I just wish that they would um, say, okay, well, you know, maybe this is a more important figure that we can update. You know, why don't we save this for next year? Why don't we find a different exclusive, you know, something that, you know, still holds up, something that we're probably not going to see a demand for complete resculpt on and bring that back instead. I just kind of wish they would maybe look at that rather than, because I feel like this is kind of an important figure. It is. um, You know, maybe they could budget over 2022 and that would have been cool, but...
1: And 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 um, I, I do sometimes feel um, pity in the sense that if you're just looking at that figure objectively, if you were just looking at it on a you know uh, uh, from a database or from a spreadsheet, it seems to check all the boxes. You know, it doesn't have the wrists. You're right, but it has ball jointed ankles, ball jointed knees, does it swivel hips but still hips, ball jointed shoulders, elbows. You know, in the in the uh, ball and socket head. So from from the the data standpoint, from the mile high view. I could see somebody saying this looks like a viable repack Mm -hmm. it's when you get into interacting with the figure that you know it falls apart as you said it doesn't have the wrists for putting it on the speeder bike Uh, and then those knees those older style um, ball jointed knees they (laughs) hyperextend which which okay so don't pose it hyperextended but when you're trying to put it on a speeder bike that becomes a big problem trying to get a good pose on a speeder bike because the knees just keep flopping all over the place yeah. So it's, it's 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 in that you know that the real detailed focus thing, um, you, th- th- that you could things can fall apart. Totally. And uh, I know people say, well, they need more collectors in there. Well, yeah, fine. But uh, I would even offer that I didn't know because I had never hadn't opened it to that point. I didn't know the Black Series Rex was so bad. So I, if if in, by some miracle, I had veto power <laughs> over the line. Um, I would have known to, to veto that that Rex myself. And I'm, I consider myself a pretty serious collector.
0: Yeah, that one's always a curiosity to me, too. Um, yeah, I, that one I, I totally don't get. Uh, maybe they lost something with the tooling on the one that we all want. Or, you know, who knows? Um, well, can, can I sidebar for a second of course. about that? It's there's something
1: weird in and, and right now. I don't know if you've seen with the uh, the Star Wars TVC Instagram page We're kind of doing like a, a push for the rogue one Darth Vader that came out in 2013 um, And then again in 2014 Which was actually a better version of it because it fixed the the head falling off issue um, you, We're pushing for that figure to you know get some attention again, but there's a weird thing where it's almost like it, it's it, 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 we went through a time machine in that early black series line you know, you had ball rocker ankles mm-hmm. and ball jointed wrists in the, the three and three quarter inch Black Series line. Then it's like Hasbro completely forgot they existed. And then you go to that Rex figure that came afterwards, and it's mind boggling <laughs> how it, it's it's like you it's like it jumped back ten years in technology. And there's just something odd about that timeline. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. You know. Actually, I'd read a book if somebody covered that subject of just what went on within Hasbro to see that such a massive and fast regression um, In the quality of the action figure sculpts in terms Mm -hmm. of articulation to what it became just a year or two later. It was amazing to me And then furthermore, it's like it's almost like they forgot it happened if you talk to them It's almost like they forgot that little golden age of articulation happened for you know early 2013
0: right yeah I know it is interesting, um because you kind of makes you wonder like do they think maybe if do they maybe not in their heads consider you know the, that black series three and three quarter and just kind of jump straight into vintage when they look back for stuff to bring back, but then they bring back that captain Rex, like you say so um I wonder if that's – they've,
1: as- they've- I'm sorry. They've brought back that Captain Rex. They have brought back the uh, Dagobah Darth Vader to go into the Cave of Evil set. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from the box line, they've brought back several figures, uh, much to the chagrin of collectors. So they've they've tapped it. They just <laughs> they just they, they 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 don't go into it deeply. And uh, 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 Reece, uh Brock Starsher, mm-hmm. um, Vism. So they 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 have tapped it. They just haven't really gone after some of the best figures in that in that line uh, in terms of articulation.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. And then there's some stuff I know people still ask for from from that line. You mentioned Darth Vader, which I'm not personally a huge fan of that Vader because of the head falling off.
1: But the the, the 2014 release fixes that issue and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm.
0: So I have I have both and it still falls off. So really not as bad. I know I like I did a video at the time where I compared the two and there was a there was a difference made. Um. Inside like the 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 hole for the neck or something or the or the peg for the helmet or something um, There was some difference that I compared there in that video and I haven't watched it since then but um uh, It still was falling off. It just wasn't falling off quite as much for me
1: Wow, so I just photographed it and I'm a bit of a caveman going through this process. I've knocked it over. I've done all that. It never fell off once Oh my goodness. I it. Yeah. Wow. I'm so jealous
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, no, it's, uh, it is interesting, uh, but no, I was going to say there's like Plagueis is another one that, you know, people have asked for, for a while to, to, to come back and, um, you know, hasn't come back for whatever right. reason, I guess maybe because it's not in the current, it's not, I mean, it, it's kind of canon in the sense that he was mentioned, right, but right, the appearance maybe, or I don't know, um, but yeah, no, no, uh, what was the topic that we were... Oh, <laughs> uh, gonna... black
1: series. We, we dove into bringing black black series <laughs> to the vintage collection. Re, I think it was Reef. Uh, oh, um, we started, we were talking about the Princess Leia, about using old tooling. And, and so I was saying about that is, you know, you kind of have to be a, a hardcore collector to know that that's not a hardcore collector. You just have to, have to be something that interacts with the, with the product the way a collector would. Uh, to know that that's really mm-hmm. a substandard figure for 2021.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're totally right. Though it does kind of on paper check all the boxes of you know what you know a suitable um, vintage collection figure would be. You know, even if it's not ideal. So you know, I can see them not uh, not getting as excited about it as as we would you know when when they say it's it's not when it is coming when it is an old figure that's coming back rather than a new skull but um yeah i just wish they would but they would uh maybe budget it for 2022 and then bring something else back like maybe a stormtrooper on a return of the jedi card just you know something that's easy and still gonna sell
1: but i i, I do i do um agree with the way you said you know kind of i i think they need to operate on like guidelines it seems you know like here's the rules to do and I think what you said was was very well said you know if it's a background character maybe you can look back to those you know older sculpts um, a little more forgivingly but if it's a core character you you really do need to make sure it's 100% up to the standards of modern day
0: yeah totally I think I think that's an easy easy a pretty straightforward way to to just classify it you know it's I mean especially these critical um, original 96 figures that a lot of them that they may not revisit um, I think you know in those cases it's it's especially important like Mandalorian like those are obviously very important but I kind of feel like there's a little more room for them to go back and like change them up later but exactly yeah so that that you know we'll, well that
1: that's always the pain when they miss on one of those figures right even even I look back to that Darth Malak you know we don't like the Revan but the Darth Malak is somehow even worse from 30th anniversary collection and when and when it's a miss and you just know that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to go back to this and right. this is the one we're going to ride into the sunset with and it you know it's hard to take sometimes within the con within yeah, the context is... of a hobby i know everybody's going to say they're just toys understandable within the context of the hobby it's hard to take
0: yeah sure and that one isn't a curiosity too it's like why is that one worse um but yeah so i guess that kind of explains uh you know their where, their logic where they were coming from with that you know if if it doesn't fit in the budget then Uh, you know they need to carry it as an exclusive somehow um so what was something else that you learned uh from your q a session with them
1: so i i asked patrick to clarify the um more figures in 2021 um than any point in the vintage collection um and it's since 2018 since its launch uh and he put a he put a finer point on it we're not talking new tooling although it might he said it might actually be the case he can't commit to that yet um, but the number of figures coming out, inclusive of repacks and partial tools, will be more than any time since uh, 2018. Uh, and if you look at 2019, that was a pretty uh, pretty product-heavy year. I think that's why 2020 was so disappointing to all of us. Um, there were a lot of uh, figures offered in 2019, so I feel, I, I, him you know, clarifying that answer, and I, I, I have a sense of optimism coming out of this, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I've been, I, I'm probably a little bit of a more optimistic guy. I've always been the wait till next year guy, like you're a sports fan um, with a vintage collection. I've always said that, but it was always conditional with ifs. If Hasbro does this, if Hasbro does that, things can get better next year. I think things are going to be better this year, this year. I'm optimistic about it based on all the messaging coming out of Hasbro. So I really love that answer.
0: Yeah, I know you've brought that up with them before about you know, the new sculpts and that, you know, something that you wanted to ask and like, like how many figures are there actually going to be? And, you know, I don't know when, when, when does their fiscal budget begin? Is it like October or something?
1: Um, I don't know other than I know the best car Mandalorian wave is technically budgeted towards 2021 and it came out in 2020.
0: Okay. So if we, so we factor that one into that, that one did have some new sculpts in it. Uh, Maybe roughly half the wave was, was new. Um, And... Yeah, so there's there's a lot of potential still from, from what, what we've heard, and even like the rumors and stuff, which you know, I don't, right. don't need to get into the specific rumors, but even outside of that, if, if what they're saying is is the case and it sounds like, you know, the maybe the, the last the second half of the year will be a little bit heavier with releases uh than what we currently know is coming in, in the spring and uh you know, through the through the summer with the Ahsoka and wall right. fakers. And, and
1: and that that's another reason why I'm I'm optimistic this Walmart wave, whether you um like it love it or hate it um and i know a lot of people hate it because it's walmart um and, and the pains that, the, that it brings but it's just exciting to me that our hopes no longer pin just on the main line and that's been one of the frustrations um, with the vintage collections it's come back to me is like so much of the product is main line only that's the place where you get it um when the line is very satisfying it's you have these other avenues of uh, uh, than mainline to get product, you know, we all lament the loss of evolutions, comic packs, um, you, uh, you, th- three packs, and things like that. Uh, this is to me an indication that that kind of broadening of the product offering is coming. So I'm excited about
0: that. I know you're not too keen on the uh, on like the the carded stuff sometimes. <laughs> so like the actual um, decisions they make for the cards. I don't know if you want to talk about the Paploo thing. Or... So. Is that really important i feel like a lot of people just kind of roll their eyes when i well mention this.
1: I, I don't think anybody should ever roll their eyes at one of their fellow collectors because we're all odd we all have our own idiosyncrasies <laughs> within the hobby um so so we, we all deserve to have eyes rolled at us from time to time so i never judge another collector if something's important to them if the card is important to you you're right um, it's just something that for me personally it's not a deal breaker uh, with me um, and I've, I've often said that I, my my vision of what I think to me what the vintage collection is is an idealized version of what Kenner would do with all the resources and knowledge today and you know with respect to knowledge that means getting the cards right so I would have liked the correct character on the card myself um, that's just my opinion I know a lot of people like paying true homage to the vintage Kenner card with the incorrect Ramba on the card
0: right yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting thing though because I think you brought up the point recently about the uh, the rebel the yes. rebel trooper, uh, the, or yeah the echo base trooper, um, how they did um, they did change right. the card, but then um, for something like this, you know they're they're not changing it, and even things that like wasn't there uh, was it C three P or something from that they did not too long ago that you know was still from Empire Strikes Back, but they haven't changed the card to a new right. hope. Um, you know just little things like that like i feel like they don't really have like a specific like canon that right. they're working within like it seems like it's they kind of you know maybe when they do focus on a couple things within a few months of each other they do have a certain logic but when it kind of extends farther, like there's not always like a uniform reasoning yeah. for some of they, those they decisions. don't they don't have the
1: the set of rules um you know i i think we Probably are happy they updated the Ponda Baba card to not use that you know watercolored picture from the vintage Kenner. I think we're happy about that. Um, but now it seems like today we would get a high fidelity reproduction of uh, of the Kenner card. Which you know if that's something that you're, you're looking for, I, I understand. But I personally like that they updated that to a more appealing card. The Royal Guard they updated to a more appealing card. And again, as you said, they corrected the VC 68 to the correct character on the card. So there's just no inc- there's no consistency going back to 2010 to today of how they approach the card backs
0: yeah i hope that uh i hope they find like a uniform rule, um you know for for these kinds of situations and you know ultimately it's not a huge deal like i said it's kind of nitpicking to some extent but like when you are collecting them carded and like just in my head you know i'm very like ocd and i you know i need to know like (laughs) i need it to be consistent because if it's not then it just kind of you know for no good reason it just annoys me and um uh, again, not a huge deal it's just it just uh it's just a, an interesting thing to to look at and try and ask the, them about because you know it does yes, the logic does seem to fluctuate a little bit there
1: you mentioned o c d um we're all o c d to a degree and that's why they put numbers on the cards um you know so they they can't lean on collector compulsiveness and then say they don't like it on the other side when we when we do get obsessive about certain details that are important to us um you know people are, are still upset about yeah. vc what is that vc 66 and 67 the mini cards because you know they have a gap in their numbered collection so uh, you know it works well for for hasbro in some areas they're going to take the good with the bad which means we're going to nitpick things
0: <laughs> yeah the numbers thing
1: bothers me too <laughs> now,
0: now that you mentioned it i'm thinking about oh no they don't make sense um
1: so 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 you you know, you, you know you've you've had him on the uh, cantina chatter you know um Brett from Bantha Skull 2, and you've interacted with him quite heavily. Now, I would argue that he's one of the more well-adjusted collectors. Things things roll off his back. He doesn't get upset about things. But just to show you, we all have this degree of um, OCD. Our menus uh, for Bantha Skull, if you're on desktop, they would actually all end in fives. So, you know, every row would have five figures on it. So the last number would always be divisible by five. Well, now that they have two VC-177s, and they're going to they're going to reuse vc 176 that means our rows no longer end on a divisible of five uh-huh. and that upsets him so we all have weird <laughs> <laughs> weird things
0: yeah that's that's great <laughs> yeah that system is just i mean I'm, I'm not really that great with the numbers like like i don't always know like i know the figures but i had sometimes i have a hard time like with certain ones like what number are they like i'm not sure but um because there's just so many at this point but um uh, yeah, it's just when the numbers get this high, I mean, I guess you're kind of bound to make mistakes after so after close to 200 and after 10 years since the line began. So
1: If I get a number correctly, it's because I've just written <laughs> about it recently or I researched it in advance for a podcast or a live stream. Otherwise, it's I'll get in the ballpark. The original Stormtrooper, I still throw out VC-45, which I believe is the clone trooper. I just have that in my head that, that it's vc 45 and it's not i think it's 41. so yeah if i get the numbers right it's a coincidence
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's usually when i remember the numbers too if i'm something i'm recently researching or looking at um so let me just touch on real quick i, I want to get your your viewpoint this is something that i asked them about and uh it was on the subject of the recently announced uh, ahsoka and darth maul or maul more specifically um for uh, that are coming this summer um you know clone wars is is still huge um the black series wave they did last year was basically like the biggest black series wave of the year it's the one that er it was the wave that everybody wanted to go all in on it was also the walmart exclusive wave that was very difficult to get especially initially um uh it hasn't been as bad lately thankfully they've been you know like with the uh the uh, incinerator trooper they've been putting it back little by little uh every now and then but um uh, so w- what I was asking them is, is would you consider bringing back some of the animated figures that, that you did? Because, you know, they did a ton of, of animated figures, obviously, for uh, between 2008 to, to like early 2013. And um, some of them are really hard to get now. Uh, some of them are, uh, well, you know, they're not in stores, obviously. But if you look at eBay, uh, some of them are very, very expensive. Like Season 3 Ahsoka and and uh, Sidious, they self-carded for around $150 plus. Um, so I, I know that a lot of people are, are into Clone Wars that that weren't into it previously. And, you know, I do have like a, a good friend that, um, you know, he's just kind of recently discovered it and he's kind of binging it and going through it. And, you know, he wants he wants like merchandise from it. So. um, So my question to them was, was would you guys consider bringing some of those animated figures back? And, you know, it's not the vintage collection, obviously, but, you know, maybe they could utilize like the celebrate the saga sort of format where. You know, different retailers have exclusive box sets. Each box set is maybe like a Clone Wars theme, um, and you know, maybe that's a way to to get some of these figures back out there. What do you think about bringing back animated uh, figures to retail?
1: So, for me personally, um, I'm not a huge fan, and uh, basically, Bamp the Skull's position. We're not a huge fan of the animated stylized figures in general. Um, we're very. very pragmatic it's just about building out scenes for us that's our drive that's our focus so that they don't fit into the world we're building in our focuses our personal collection focuses having said that there's a tremendous demand for those figures and anything that's good for three and three quarter inch i would love to see come back i would love to see those figures come back because there's a very important time period we're, we're slotting into right now the kids that grew up with that in 2000, as you said, 2008, 2009. They are now becoming young adults who want to get that nostalgia back. So I think there's sure. a tremendous market to bring those those figures back out. Uh, and as you said, it, and a, to me, a great indicator um, of you know something that should be brought back is when they have a lot of value loose. Because then the card's not mm-hmm. important But they have value loose and there and there's a high volume of transactions that you can follow on the on the uh, on the secondary market, and those Clone War figures definitely qualify for that. Uh, so I think that's just a, it would be a great thing to bring back, add more money into the into the budget, um, and people that want them can get them. And if it's not your thing, it's you know because it's not wouldn't be taking away from new tooling dollars. Um, if it's not your thing, you don't have to
0: worry about it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. That's. Yeah, totally. And that, that was largely my approach, um, you know, back during that era when they were in stores was, you know, I, I, I didn't completely ignore the line. But, uh, you know, when Legacy was on the pegs, when Shadows of the Dark Side was on the pegs, when Vintage Collection was on the pegs, those were all like my focus. And, you know, if I could get some Clone Wars stuff, cool. But, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff I miss that, you know, I wish I would have gotten at the time or things that I've, I would like to have another crack at. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, this isn't a topic I really talked to like too in depth with a lot of um collectors or you know even people that are are collectors that have gone into a little more recently but um i do hear from some that are hey you know that they made so much stuff back then that you know where, where did it all go right <laughs> you know some of those vehicles especially like there were some great vehicles that oh, you know they worked for clone wars or or um you know like realistic Uh, style so lots of stuff that they
1: the ATTE was technically clone wars wasn't it didn't that that came with an animated uh clone clone didn't it
0: yeah yeah same with the turbo tank right yeah so um and yeah both i mean gosh imagine getting something like that today (laughs) 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 they'd have to be Haslabs and they wouldn't do them as Labs because they're not like current entertainment and they're not like I mean I know the sail barge was a huge thing but that was like that had history like Right. You know I guess you could say the turbo tank maybe has history but not not quite to the extent that something like the sail barge did. And um, ki-
1: kind of a flavor of it was in Rogue One so
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so totally. Um so yeah that that gosh that would be cool to see like the prison version from Rogue yeah, One. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Every, every so every time we do do a gallery of you know
0: either gin or
1: k2so we always you know bring that out for the gallery and we always get a lot of comments i wish that would come back out i wish i had a turbo tank
0: yeah i um, I that's it's a fine vehicle for sure if you don't have the turbo tank that is that is a fine vehicle
1: and it's to me it's oddly still accessible in the secondary market the prices haven't gone crazy as i expected so don't wait on hasbro if you want one
0: so yeah, that, that you know, that's something I'd like to explore a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're listening and you have an opinion about the animated figures, if you'd like to see those come back in some capacity, you know, definitely, um, you know, send us a message and let us know your thoughts. But it, it, from what Patrick said, it does sound like they've had conversations about that at the very least. So um, may, maybe they're looking at that to some degree.
1: I, I will say I would be personally, I, you know, I've said I, you know, that's not a focus of ours. Uh, i would personally be much more interested in seeing celebrate the saga figures based on the super articulated clone wars figures <laughs> than i would five poa figures
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure um even if they're a little more expensive you know yeah. it's fine it's fine i mean not, and you know a lot of the clone wars were were just articulated as much as they needed to be you know they're right. you know some of the. So some of them were were pretty like the main characters or and, and clones and stuff were really nicely articulated, but some of them weren't as much. Um, so even like like Admiral Yalaran, I don't uh, I think he has hips and I think that's it for his legs. Right. Like I think yes, like yeah. that.
1: Didn't he come with? Did he come with the table? Am I remembering that yeah. correctly? Yeah. He did. That's an amazing accessory. That,
0: yeah, it is with the holographic yeah. Obi Wan. All right. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into some of the Fanforce Friday reveals that were announced. And we've kind of touched on some of them as we've talked about our Q and A sessions with Hasbro. But um so they had Fanforce Friday. Um uh it was it was uh was it last week or was it the it was the week before last. Yeah. The week before last and uh we got to uh, to see what the latest was and uh, thankfully there were there were some there was some stuff for the vintage collection, which you know I know a lot of people were uh, excited about. So we talked about Ahsoka Tano and Maul from Season 7 of The Clone Wars, which it's been since 20... Was it 2011 or 2012 that the last Ahsoka came out in Vintage Collection?
1: 2012, yes, the, the final wave of 2012, the uh, online exclusive wave. And yeah, then she, she yeah. was re-released in the boxed uh, Walmart Black Series line, too.
0: Right. Right, It's so about 10 years, and... Yeah. The last time they tackled like a brand new mall, I know we just got the uh, the the repacked one, but that figure originally came out, I think, also in twenty twelve, didn't it?
1: Yep, that was Wave One of twenty twelve, and I have to feel that that one was uh, sculpted previously because it, it it's not even up to twenty twelve standards in my opinion.
0: I think the repaint looks looks really the photo real looks really good on it though. Yep, uh, and it does come with with a pretty good amount of accessories, so I really right. feel like you're getting your your bang for your buck with that one. Um, yeah, I can see what you're saying, though. So, yeah. I so if that was like, all right, so like nine years ago. Yep, yeah. for both for both of those. So, yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, and you know, like we said, these are the ones that people have been asking for. I know I know a good a good number of collectors that have been asking for more um, realistic Clone Wars. Um, and we were just talking about animated, but like realistic Clone Wars. That's something that. You know, people are still asking for Bo-Katan, you know, where is she after yes. all this time? Um, and, uh, you know, a number of other, other characters that they haven't translated uh, from Clone Wars. So, uh, yeah, when, when, when they make announcements for things that people can genuinely get excited about and have been wanting, uh, there's really little room, I feel like, for them to do wrong. And I, I feel like these are just like two slam dunk figures and, you know, they're in the same wave. Um, and, uh, just, just awesome announcements for those two.
1: And, and that, that's part of the reason why I've been so frustrated with the vintage collection since its return, because I think the decisions pretty much make themselves. <laughs> There's so many core characters now that, that we've had this built up demand for that even going back to the to the previous wave, well, the previously announced wave uh, that we haven't gotten yet, Boba Fett. I mean, that sold out. It seemed to sell globally within minutes. So it's these should be easy decisions for them to just come out with home run figure after home run figure. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, who else is in that wave? Is it? Are they repacking one of the clones from the three pack? Is that what? Well, is that what the rumor
1: is? Yes. So the rumor is one of the clones from the three pack, which. Obviously, that's gonna, if that's true, um, and I can't speak to whether or not it is because I don't know. Um, if that's true, that's going to uh, that's going to do tremendously well. And then I believe the other rumor is the Off World Jawa, which will be a slightly okay. slightly different version from the one that comes with the Razor Crest.
0: Okay, yeah. So no, that that's the slam dunk wave, like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's awesome stuff. Um. Yeah, and the figures look great. I don't know if what we've seen of of the two of those are one hundred percent like completely sculpted prototypes. I heard somebody say that maybe they're like at least partially like digital. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think it might have been Tim from Boss Company who pointed that out recently. Oh, okay. But I think he he might have mentioned that. Yeah, like they like the bottom halves of them look like maybe those are digital renders, but the top half looks sculpted or something like that. I might have missed. The details of the of um, the point he was trying to make but um so at, uh, the, at, at the one and only has
1: con unfortunately <laughs> um, Mark Mark <laughs> Boudreau spoke at length about the rapid prototyping they had then so that's what I assumed it was basically the 3d printing that allows mm-hmm. them to do this so I just assumed it was a th- I, I saw it, I said oh this must be what Mark was talking about the 3d printed prototype Uh
0: huh. yeah yeah it could very well be um, they look complete to me i I didn't even you know i'm usually pretty observant about you know details like that but i didn't even it didn't even occur to me that they might not be like actual like 3d sculpts but um, they look great either way uh if the final figures look like what we're seeing uh for those two i think you know a lot of collectors are going to be really really happy
1: absolutely um and and just the way they have ahsoka pose like it just shows you the range of motion this is going to have because you can have articulation but it could get hindered by either a, you know a clunky ball joint or you know something else in the sculpt. but this looks like it's going to be that figures going to have fantastic range of motion which always makes them fun to pose and photograph and do things
0: like that with yeah yeah for sure um yeah that that I, yeah really cool that they that they provide all these images that show what you can do with the figure right um they don't do that with the repacks. so <laughs> They didn't do that with Bespin Luke, no, or Bespin Han, but um, yeah. So that's cool. So, uh, I'm really excited for more Clone Wars stuff. To be honest, you know, whether it's it's animated or realistic, like, uh, you know, and especially in the Vintage Collection, because it's just been so long since, and um, you know, the Clone Wars has really, I think, since since it it originally began, obviously, but also since in the last like 10 years, in the last five years, like, it just seems like it continues to increase like in popularity just like I, I think like what you mentioned earlier some of that might be the nostalgia right. at this point because we are quite a ways out from when it originally uh, debuted um, but on on its own it, it really seems to have stood the test of time just in you know the depth that it, it really uh, was able to uh, to explore within you know the Star Wars story and um, you know continuing the way that it did an ending um, last year. You know the way that it did just on a on a complete like bang um, So it, it, it really seems to be something people are continuing to discover and continuing to want products from so I hope that I hope this is just like the very beginning of, of them exploring the potential of Clone Wars and vintage
1: The, the th- thing with the Clone Wars I know a lot some people I should say a lot some people dismiss it out of hand because it's a quote-unquote kid show uh, and if you catch a bad episode they can be cringeworthy and tough to watch but what i will say is that when the clone wars was is on its game when it's a great episode it is right up there with any star wars content you could hope for
0: uh-huh yeah do you think because um, i don't really hear that like i do you think maybe it's um at least like the collectors that i've i've talked to um it seems like they they love it. Like yeah, I, I know that, you know, the first couple seasons, you know, there is some cringe stuff in there, but <laughs> like it gets it gets really really good like after that. I feel like it's one of the few shows that gets better and better as time goes on. So I wonder if that's like a like an audience thing or maybe a certain like segment of collectors that you can say it us old guys <laughs> the, oh my gosh I was,
1: the, all the, right
0: all right I was trying to dance around that
1: <laughs> yes the, the, the collectors who grew up with the OT literally grew up watching the theater <laughs> among them there's some you know basically there's there's always you know some criticism of anything that's not the OT so that comes with the territory
0: but thank saying, you for saying it and not me <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know the tim Watley ex- exemption i'm an old guy so i can say it um the, the um you know uh, if there are older collectors listening and you've dismissed the clone wars out of hand just give give it time you give it time and it's a really good show and i would say that about rebels too i enjoyed uh, very much enjoyed rebels by the end of its run you gotta get look past yeah. you know the again the kid show elements where stormtroopers are missing from two feet away you just have to suspend disbelief and enjoy what's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um yeah, no that that uh that makes sense. And for the record, when I when I was a kid there was only the OT. There wasn't uh, <laughs> it took a little bit until the prequels came out, but um yeah, so but but no, I yeah, I I understand what you're saying and I think that um you know, there is some maybe there is some truth in there. Just yeah. just just as an observer. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: and when I when I say grow up with it I mean literally came of age as they were coming out in the theater yeah
0: yeah 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 I missed that by a couple of years no so, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, anyway. say,
1: I I will say <laughs> I, I wish I were younger but I would never give up that experience to me I will cherish that um, till, till I go to the grave having getting to experience those movies every three years in the hype and the build-up in between was I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world even being younger
0: yeah, that I can only imagine, like that house awesome and that that would have been, and then you know the product on the shelves, yeah. and um, and I mean I guess I got that to an extent with the prequels, like you know right. just like the hype and the midnight madness and you know all that stuff, but it wasn't, you know, it's it's never the same, I guess, you know, when it's it's a repeat of the original time it happens. So, but but
1: that that Phantom Menace launch was pretty pretty, pretty special. That yeah, was pretty that was special pretty.
0: Too. It was that was a. That was a cultural event for sure. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a big deal. Um, all right, so yeah, other than that, they announced uh, the exclusives that we touched on earlier, So the Indoor Leia, there's an ATS seat driver and then Pat Blue, which we also um, you know touched on briefly earlier. So these are, these are figures they're bringing back uh, with photo real um, and, uh, you know, like we said, Leia has a brand new head and, and you mentioned the, the poncho has a new pattern on it or a more accurate pattern. She still has the wrong gun, doesn't she?
1: Yes. And and uh, I did not know that till you brought it up. So kudos to you for, for being observant. Um, she and, and I further delved into this with John from the TVC group. So I, I don't want to come off like this is my original original thought or analysis this is credit to you and to John Um, she's she has the the short blaster the short defender um, in Uh return of the Jedi and Mm -hmm. they're packaging her with the the long blaster which I believe is now called the Satine blaster um, on Wikipedia Mm -hmm. so it is the wrong blaster and as John has pointed out they have the correct blaster tooled Um, it's come with other figures so kind of amazing (laughs) and again I'm jealous that you guys picked up on this detail. So kudos to you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, John. John mentioned that to me too. That it, the Five POA Saga Legends um, has it. They're the correct one, um, but even the Black series when they released last year has the wrong one. So
1: yeah, is that the Holdo version of that blaster? Is that what that is? Uh,
0: it it might be. Yeah, yep. it's they're pretty similar, right? But right. hers is like maybe a little shorter, or yep. I don't know. Something's different about it which which you know that that's another annoying thing that that you know that, that they just give anybody that blaster but <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh we won't go there um so yeah that's it's just a weird thing to me uh, and I, I had it written down in my notes to mention to them uh because somebody asked me like why why didn't you you know you were already talking about that blaster why didn't you mention it? I was like well you know i forgot <laughs> <laughs> um it just you know i when, when you know as things as the questions move along you're like, okay we need to move a little faster so you kind of you know shorten your questions a little bit right um, so the ATST driver you, you mentioned to them that that's some um, that's one that they do need to uh, release in greater numbers right and, right. and they, they told you that that uh, you know they're separate they they're singles right they're they're, yes. they're shipping them in individual yeah. cases so. individual
1: solids was the phrase that uh, Patrick used uh, they'll ship as individual solids which is great because they're gonna need more of that one although. I do need I'm gonna want four of that, Leia. yeah,
0: yeah, definitely need a couple or yes. a few. <laughs> yep. um, and um, and then you know, Pat Blue of course, you know, which we talked about. Um, so um, help me to understand this one a little bit more because uh, I was focusing a lot on on the packaging details and so I, I figure that this was gonna be a, a repaint or you know a retold to some extent. and it sounds like it is what what figure specifically are they um, are they uh, bringing back to uh, to create this figure?
1: Oh, I didn't have this researched um, I know they are. You are right. It's it's a, it's a figure exactly and I can't remember which one it is right now off the top yeah, of my head. Was it was it Lumat? I think it's Lumat that they they're bringing back um, almost exactly with just a new paint scheme on it. I Think that's the one,
0: yeah, that could be, and you know, not a big deal. We, I'm sure, you know, we all figured that this wasn't going to be a brand new sculpt. Um, and uh, you know, the Ewoks, I think they, they've kind of pretty much nailed as they've come out for the most part. Um, uh, you know, maybe there's some minor things they could do to, um, to to continue to improve them, but you know, I was just reading your review on Bantha Skull, um, of the two pack, the, the, the Ewok Scouts, and you know, you, you noted that those were, in your opinion, definitive, um, that they don't need to, uh, to do them again so i kind of feel like you know with a lot of these ewoks that's i'm pretty happy with them i don't feel like i need them to to do anything too crazy because in the film like the costumes look pretty stiff and rigid anyway right yeah um so
1: you just need to get a little expression which the ankles help and the, you know the the shoulders and wrists if they have them it helps to get a little expression over five poa uh, so it yeah. d- doesn't look like you have a display of you know wooden soldiers
0: yeah so, um, so. One, one
1: thing, one point of contention I do know with uh, the Paplu is that, um, and again, this isn't my analysis. I'm, I'm repackaging what other people have said. Uh, is that Kenny Baker played Paploo, so it should actually be a shorter Ewok sculpt that they used.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. Now that's an interesting, interesting point. Uh, I w- do you think if they had that information that maybe they they do that that would affect. <laughs> <laughs> anything with something like that
1: um i, I don't know uh, um the, the i mean this seemingly evolved pretty quickly because we didn't hear anything about it till you know obviously till, till fan first friday there's yeah. no there's no tease of it. you know some stuff as we saw with the uh, the, the uh, pipeline reveals they're giving us a glimpse pretty far into the line we did not get that with these figures. They're holding up package samples on Fan First Friday, so it seemed to come out of the blue. So I don't know if they had that information, if or you know, with that information they now have in hand, if there's anything that can be done about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It total, the ship has totally sailed on um, on whether or not they would revise that figure. It sounds like probably not. If if their logic for Leo was any indication, that you know the figure just wouldn't exist. Then, um, you know, there's a good chance that you know we might not have seen it at all. And for the ewoks, honestly, um, I'm a little more forgiving. Like, if you show me see through PO from 2010, um, I'm not so forgiving, <laughs> <laughs> but um, with the ewoks, I don't know what it is. There's just something about I love them, but um, I'm a little more forgiving with the ewoks if they're not the accurate size or some detail is. You know, obviously i want them to be screen accurate that's really really important to me but with ewoks if there's just something that's a little bit off like i don't really know them by their names once i get them into my onto my shelf they're just the ewoks so um.
1: i know <laughs> i i know you know the the prime ones you know wicket tebow uh chief Chirpa. just because i have them in the throne those are the ones i could probably identify on my shelf otherwise they're know i mean for years we knew them by nicknames too you know the unfortunate corpsey the one that died and the you know the e11 uh, ewok we just knew them by nicknames
0: Uh uh-huh yeah yeah for sure um but you know i always say more the more ewoks the better um especially when it's something that um you know is part of the original 96 campaign or you know just just more ewoks i'm I'm totally happy with any ewoks they want to give us um because I don't know. I just I've kind of felt for a while that they weren't very confident in things like that, like Ewoks. Um, you know, they brought back Wicket, you know, obviously it was a repack, easy to do, fan channel sort of deal. Um right. but, you know, to, to bring one back a little bit, I don't know if it's a Walmart exclusive. I assume based on their comments the other day that even even if it's like a Walmart exclusive, it still gets better traction than like a fan channel type exclusive. Um so um
1: I I, I took that to mean um, traction between the uh, the retailer and Hasbro not necessarily between Hasbro and the and the uh, the consumer at the end mm. uh, that's how I took that answer to mean that basically Walmart has more buying power
0: yeah yeah I, I took that the same way too that uh, yep. yeah that you know they just wouldn't be able to buy the same quantity you know even right. if if uh, the fan channels I mean because sometimes they do give them exclusives right like some like some black series stuff or vintage collection does make its way eventually to the fan channels. It seems like. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I think somebody did ask me that the other day after the Q and A, and I, and uh, the the best way I guess I can sum it up is that you know maybe even if they internally have some idea of where it's going to end up, maybe there's some contractual obligation where they can't speak to anything more than it being a Walmart exclusive when they make the announcement initially.
1: Right. Right, they're probably trying to protect protect the uh, the um, luster of the exclusivity for a little while, anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I've also heard like a six month thing, like they have to wait six months until they can do something with it, but or a year. I, I I forget what people say, but I haven't heard that definitively, so I don't know what the story is there. But I know that with the retro collection for A New Hope, that those came from they went from Target to Entertainment Earth like within a matter of like four to five months or something. So that was different.
1: Right. And I, from from my experience, it did not diminish from, from Target at all, Because right. I think collectors have that first mentality, got to get it first. So people were still beating the door of Target to get that. Um, and it was just a great fallback for people. So Target got all the benefit of the, of the exclusive item, which we all know they would have clearanced in a month anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they got all the benefit of that. And then collectors didn't feel any of the pain because they knew they had that backstop of Entertainment Earth. Which was right. announced up front for that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was handled differently and, right. and I agree, that it didn't affect Target. I never even found them. I, I looked like heavily for those figures, like locally at the different targets and I could not find a single one anytime I went. So
1: I, I found I found them by mistake. I was looking for the uh the Hans Stormtrooper and, and I asked them if they could if they had it in the back and they said yes and then they brought me the retro collection. I said, Well I'll take those two <laughs>
0: Why not, right? Yeah. Um yeah, and then they were they were putting them in the men's section too, weren't they? Like when they were putting Yes, in...
1: yes it was a, I think it was a Father's Day display. So yeah. so they were <laughs> they were putting it over in the, the men's clothing section.
0: Yeah, and I think once people found out about those, that just that just made it harder to uh to find them. Yeah. Um yeah, I did find Han a couple times, but that retro collection I never did I never did find. So those entertainment earth pre orders were a were, were a godsend to me and I ordered two of course so I could open yep. a set. Um but yeah. Uh I'm glad we talked we touched on that too, because I'd I'd kind of forgotten about that exclusivity right. thing. And I know a lot of people are curious about that. Um so yeah, I think that pretty much covers the uh, the exclusives. That covers uh the Q and A that we had with with Hasbro and um is there anything else you want to talk about a little bit? I I know we kinda of touched on Walmart somewhat, but um you know, we talked about the condition in which the things are arriving. Do you want to speculate at all at what's going on with this whole thing with the pre orders?
1: Um, I heard somebody else meant I don't know if it was you uh, so I, I know I've heard somebody else mention this but I um, I agree with the the, the sentiment um, I think actually Patrick mentioned it it might have been in your Q&A um, about uh, maybe they just don't do pre-orders at all because it does seem to work once uh, they get in stock mm-hmm. I've had you know I, don't, I haven't heard anybody having a problem with the incinerator trooper once it's in stock so maybe the solution is just wait till it's in stock and put it up go go back to the way it was before I mean that's always the yeah. way it was in the past we didn't have these pre-orders just go back when it's in stock make it available yeah Um. I think that would work because they don't seem to have a problem with that yeah. you get the shipping you get the shipping notice that day <laughs> and then it arrives two day la- days two days later
0: right yeah that's, that is what he said and he, and he said yeah. that you know for I think he said like 38 years or something or, I forget <laughs> how many years he said you know go back to the way it was for 38 years but um is Patrick I mean, 38? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's interesting to me because you would think that the whole idea of the pre is to simplify the process so that you're not there having to take, um, you know, if they announce, hey, it's going to go on sale at 10 a.m., you know, you don't have to take off some time from work or you don't have to, like, sneakily, like, on your phone right. trying to buy something. <laughs> um like, I mean, I love the idea of pre-orders because then it's done. But even the pre-order process before they get canceled has always been very cumbersome because depending on what it is, uh, the pre-orders can go within a matter of moments. Um, you know, like the NECA TMNT stuff, Ninja Turtles, that stuff, you know, once it hits Target or, you know, it's pre-ordered through their website sometimes, that that stuff's gone like within a minute or two. And um, the
1: thing that that's mind-boggling to me is it's not done like uh, concert tickets or movie tickets Where you have a few seconds to complete the transaction they can sell out from your cart, which drives me crazy Yeah, you know, you, you, you 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 typo your credit card number number <laughs> and it's gone
0: Yeah, that's that's totally true um, I've uh, I've lost many a figure um, Like that many a pre-order yep. by you know a captcha coming up. Oh, where show me all the bicycles <laughs> <laughs> Like, darn it! Why right now? You didn't show me that when I when I bought when I ordered like you know something that's actually expensive. Like, why are you making right. it for a figure come up? Um.
1: And I didn't didn't know I'd have to bring video game skills to the pre order process.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's always uh, that's it can always be a frustrating um, thing. Even when the pre orders work, it, you know, it's it's never ideal. Um, I like the idea though of open orders, and I've seen some companies kind of experiment with this a little bit more recently um hyperspace pins you know very small company that uh, they make these they just they're, they're pretty recent new company but they they've done some really awesome and i'm, I'm not a huge pin person but they kind of got me into pins because they did one for grogu they did a couple for ahsoka one glows in the dark um and um they they sold out really quick within minutes so they said we're going to do an open order and nice. uh, same thing what that nick has done on their website you know after you know they've, they've had a huge fan backlash too because of how hard their stuff is to get um they do open orders on some items on their website. So they get, they say, okay, for two weeks, place your order. You have two weeks to do it. And then you're going to wait a few months until we can get you the product. Right. Um, I love the idea of an open order because you don't have to worry about missing a pre-order. Um, I think it gives them a better idea of what the actual demand is when, when you do something right. like that. Uh, and then they could still make you know extra to, to have at retail or to have on the websites or whatever. Um, so I wonder if that's something... That they would be open to in the future
1: do you think that might be going on with uh the one per case figures right now if you look at the next wave coming up with boba fett um and grief karga and uh, zutton and uh the bespin escape leia they're all one per case if you look back at the one per case vintage collection figures they sell out within minutes of those going up for sale on pulse i'm talking about paul specifically uh-huh. You can still order. You can still order those figures on Pulse right now. It's actually a question. If I had one more question I wanted to ask, it kind of seems like they are, um, or you know, making a, 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 an open order on those because they have right. not sold out.
0: You're right, and it, I think it says that they ship in in July sometimes. So right. Um, yeah, that you know you're right, and I think they did something similar. The first time I actually saw them do that was uh, when they had the com or you know not the Comic Con exclusives, but the uh, Hasbro Pulse exclusives from last um, from last year. The ones that went on the site in September, um, yeah. the Black Series set. They actually did do something the same thing with that. They they did like an order uh, pre order for it uh, after the initial like allotment sold out. Um, so and I think that it said those would ship in March. So from September to March so that yeah, you're right That could be like like the same sort of concept Um that they're experimenting with so
1: yeah, that's interesting and, and
0: that well It'll be interesting to see what comes of that And because I, I
1: always want to credit my sources. Um, I did again. I did not make that mm-hmm. observation myself That's john Miko brought that in my to my attention. And I said, I think you're right I think you might be right that it's odd that those haven't sold out.
0: Yeah, yeah and I I looked at them last night. And they were still they were still there. So yeah, um, yeah. No, that that'd be an interesting thing to bring up with them, though, for sure. Uh, at some point, um, right. You know, to see what that's about, and is that an equivalent in their in their eyes uh, to an open order? And if would they be open to doing that, maybe outside of Hasbro Pulse? Because I'd like to personally see that. Um, but you know, I know there's a lot of variables, especially when you're dealing with retail exclusives. So. Uh, maybe that would be a little more difficult going going that avenue, because the other the examples I cited were straight through the source, and the one you're citing is mm-hmm. straight through Hasbro Pulse. So uh, I don't know what the logistics would look like if you were doing that through Target or Walmart or something like that. But um, at least it's an option. Like you know, at, at the bare minimum, if these if these exclusives through Walmart or Target or wherever fall through, and you can't commit to fans that they will be able to get them through Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store or Side Toys. You know, uh, if, if you can do it as an open order later through Pulse, I think that would alleviate a lot of the uh, anxiety that uh, these pre-orders tend to create. And
1: and Pulse, um, you, once you get down from those collectible uh, e-tail sites, Pulse is probably the best at packaging the items, too, for getting them to yeah. you in decent shape.
0: Yeah, aside from the fan channels, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I very seldom uh, worry about anything I order from Pulse. Um You know, they they do ship stuff individually. So even if you have multiple orders that arrive at the same time, they'll still ship them separately. And, you know, we can go into, you know, how that's not really a green sort of solution. But um, uh, at least you have to worry a little bit less about them arriving in bad shape. And not all of my Pulse orders have arrived great. I've had a couple of mishaps, but um, generally speaking, they, they, and maybe it's because it's Hasbro and they understand the audience a little bit better than Walmart might. uh, They ship very well from pulse um so yeah i mean i hope that th- that whatever is going on with walmart gets resolved uh, some people were saying maybe it was like a c- computer type issue where you know the the system canceled the pre-orders or the system you know read some algorithm you know relisted them for nearly triple the price uh, <laughs> So uh, to me, it doesn't matter if it was you know deliberate by somebody at Walmart or an algorithm. It still happened. It still created a lot of problems, right. and it shouldn't happen. So uh, it, it totally defeats the purpose of a pre-order. Um, so whatever whatever it is, I just hope that they figure it out and that they figure it out sooner rather than later. Because you know a lot of people are unhappy still, even though the figures have gone back and you know have been easier to get in recent weeks. Um, it, it it still has been a, a huge headache and you know like like we were saying too nothing new we've had a lot of problems with pre-orders from uh with hasbro for some time now going back to retro last spring and uh not just not just star wars i mean uh the real ghostbusters that kenner resurrected um you know similar to retro collection there was a huge issue with with that with the with the the product hitting stores you know like a month or two before they even got them into stock on on, uh, for the pre-orders so uh there was a lot of frustration there as well so you know uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, these issues are always exclusive to Walmart, these, these, but when you look at the way that Target tends to handle them, it, it seems like the brunt of the issues are with Walmart. So, right. um, you know, I assume there's only so much Hasbro can do other than try and, you know, say, hey, you know, fix this. Um, I think, I think it really needs to come from Walmart, you know, these, these, these issues. So, um, I know people are tweeting at him, too, and emailing them and calling them and saying, hey, you know, what's up with this? You know, why is this happening? But will it make a dent ultimately in the grand scheme of everything else that Walmart sells through their website? I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope uh, so. Like
1: I said, I, I, I do sense some movement. I do sense some movement here. So every little bit helps. Maybe we can get there in five years, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I think another thing, and and you know, I'd like to talk about this in a separate episode because I think there's a lot of ground to cover. But uh, I think you know, with the loss of Toys R Us, yeah. um, I don't think that some of these other big box stores have quite adapted to how to handle that market um, of collectors.
1: It's not only that um, Toys R Us put tremendous pressure on them, uh, you know, to to up their game basically, and without Toys R Us there they don't have to try as hard at collectibles.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, and for a while it sounded like they were going to try and go after, you know, the, that business, you know, I know some targets, right. like one of my locally? Like they doubled the size of the toy aisle and like they made like a huge, like Lego display and some of the stuff like those, what is it? American girl. I think the dolls, uh, they made like a big thing for that, which Toys R Us used to have in some locations. Um, and, uh, it seemed like for a while, like they were going to really like push uh, to go after that audience, but it hasn't, um, it, it hasn't really, it doesn't seem like it's quite materialized to the extent, you know, they, they made it seem like it would on uh, some of these, these other stores. So yeah, we'll see what happens, Chris. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, well, that said, do you have anything else you want to add?
1: Can I go one more thing off script? Completely yeah, of course unprepared. you can. Of course And I'm going to th- throw it at you. Throw it at so me. this Oops. is there's uh. there's no preparation. I didn't give you this question in advance. You are the king of the excuse me the queen of vintage collection for a day, okay. and you can put one figure on the board, just one, one newly toed figure. What what is it?
0: Well, this is hard for me to answer, not because there are so many choices, but because there are only two choices, mm-hmm. and both of them are sisters. Mm -hmm. and uh i would have to have both of them so i don't know if it would be sinni tonica or brea tonica but um it it, it would have to be the tonica sister tonica sisters
1: and that would be my answer too so hasbro (laughs) if you're listening just off the cuff
0: yeah (laughs) make it happen the ball is in their court that is uh, that was made very clear to me by by sam when he was still at star wars um uh, during the uh, my q and with them, that you know, Hasbro is aware, Lucasfilm is aware. Uh, the ball is in their court. Whether whether they think it's worth the trouble to to do it, that at this point, who knows? Uh, I'm still in contact with Angela. I'm still assured by her that she hasn't been contacted by anybody. Um, the ball is in in uh, Lucasfilm's court. So make it happen, guys. Make it happen.
1: Absolutely, make it happen.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, no, this has been a fun uh, dialogue, Chris. And, you know, absolutely. Always, yeah, always pre- is. Always is. I appreciate you coming on here, you know, with your insight and your experience. And like you said, you know, you've been doing this since, uh, I don't want to say the old days. But <laughs> <laughs> the original days. Let's go with that. You're, you're, you're an original 96. How about that?
1: Yes. The collect all mandate on the back of the cards I took personally and as a religion. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Chris, where can our listeners uh You know, I'm sure they know where to go. But where can our listeners go to find you online?
1: So obviously the primary site would be uh, our website, BanthaSkull.com. Also on social media, um, we're active on Twitter. Uh, There it's at BanthaSkull.com. And on Instagram, where it's at BanthaSkull. uh, Excuse me, Bantha underscore skull. And we're also on Facebook, too, as BanthaSkull
0: awesome 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 so i'll throw links to these places on the show notes and uh, yeah appreciate it of course go check chris out i'm sure everybody knows about you but you know gotta Hopefully. throw that in there <laughs> <laughs> just in case just in case yeah. um so yeah uh looking forward to talking on a future episode i know there's a lot of topics that we still want to cover so um, we'll talk soon
1: awesome appreciate it always thanks for having me on
0: of course thank you chris Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit BanthaSkull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five star rating and review on Apple podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection podcast. Collect them all and may the force be with you.